So, uh, hey, Naomi. Hi, Vex. <laughs> what is the best Christmas present in the world? A puppy. No, puppies are not good Christmas presents. A puppy is a lifelong commitment that you need to think about. But what is the best <laughs> Christmas present in the world? I don't know. What is the best Christmas present in the world? A broken drum because you just can't beat it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, final joke of the season. <gasps> and it was a cracker. Yes. Great. Ha, Christmas, like a Christmas cracker. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we do a Christmas <laughs> podcast. Oh my god, crazy! <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to, to Jingle, Jingle Bells. Bells! I'm Bex! And I'm Naomi! And we're here to talk about Christmas movies! Because it's Christmas every day here at Jingle Bells, and it's our final day of our seven days of Christmas. And it's our Christmas anniversary for me and Naomi, where we started watching Christmas movies together. Oh, 23rd of December 2019. <laughs> Yay! This also is my uh, engagement anniversary. Yay! So, sorry. Stealing my anniversary. Damn you, I know. Sam. Damn. <laughs> Damn Jingle Boy Part 2. Anyway, um... <laughs> Yeah, thank you for joining us on our fabulous journey Mm -hmm. through this festive season's best and worst Christmas movies. Mm -hmm. We have loved talking about all of them with you. And thank Mm -hmm. you very much for your support on Twitter and Instagram and all these other places, etc, etc, etc. Yes, yes, yes. Um, We've been really enjoying putting out some other content as well. We've been writing lots of blogs and stuff and things over on our coffee. Bex has done a lovely joke roundup. Um, unfortunately it's a bit too late for our gift buying guides but we do have other stuff in there like well, some, I don't know uh... if you're in Edinburgh and you've not bought your <laughs> gifts yet it's time to get cracking more puns I love it um, yeah. yeah we've also got some like cocktails in there um, I will be putting together some stuff for kind of the, the lull period between Christmas and New Year so keep your eyes on our socials for that um, probably focusing on things like self care and how to unwind after spending the holidays with your family Um you know, yeah. that, that stuff that we talk about frequently. Um, <laughs> anyway, today, today, um, we're here to talk about Godmothered. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Godmothered. <laughs> uh, oh, do you want me to do a synopsis? <laughs> synopsis <laughs> time, Jingle. Cool. Could we do synopsis Yeah. Time? <laughs> oh, I wish it could be synopsis time. Every day, when the something something and Naomi reads the synopsis. I wish it could be Christmas every day. Sorry, just having a little jam. No, thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Give me a moment to gather myself. Um, yeah. So, Godmothered um is available on Disney Plus. It came out last year in December as well. Um. But I'm not here to do that bit. I'm here to do synopsis time. Sorry, my brain has gone somewhere else. Um, <laughs> when Eleanor... Got a lot of Christmas this year, guys. Just uh, forgive us. <laughs> right. Uh, when Eleanor, a fairy godmother in training, learns that the world may not need fairy godmothers anymore, ugh, uh, she decides to prove everyone wrong and help a young girl whose plea for help went unnoticed. Um, Accurate to some degree? Like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can tell how accurate it is by the way that we're saying yeah, yeah. in that kind of like yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not too bad. 
Um, yeah, it is kind of accurate. Like, Eleanor is a fairy godmother in training, but she doesn't know she's about to become a tooth fairy along with everyone else who lives in the motherland, which is where all the fairy godmothers come from, apparently. Um, she goes then to find the last assignment in the motherland and sets off for Boston to find Mackenzie Walsh, only to find out that she's all grown up. Um, so then Eleanor has to figure out how to help the grown-up Mackenzie and save the motherland at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Not fairly yeah, accurate does. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One cool. thing I will mention is this, uh, not very festive. <laughs> not very festive synopsis. Didn't mention Christmas. Didn't, didn't mention yeah. trees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of snow it in this though, isn't there? A lot, a lot of snow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. set somewhere around the festive period-ish, maybe. Yeah. Well, we'll get into it. Anyway, <laughs> um, so obviously, yeah, so this is another Disney mm-hmm. um, special. Uh, so go on to Disney Plus to watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it I, I enjoyed it. Like, that's, let's get that out of the way. Like, first of all, I did enjoy it. I just don't know whether it's necessarily a Christmas movie, but mm-hmm. in the true tradition of uh, festive films from mm-hmm. Disney, uh, again, it's a really sort of a fairly well-known cast mm-hmm. uh of mm-hmm. of characters tis yeah tis, that's literally indeed. what it is <laughs> yeah i mean um there's a lot of kind of similar to noel there's a lot of people that you know and recognize in this um they've been in a lot of different things um a lot of very popular pop culture shows some cult shows mm-hmm. in fact um first of all we have isla fisher as Mackenzie. she was in the wedding crashers um confessions of a shopaholic rise of the guardians and the now you see me franchise um she also looks desperately like another actress doesn't she yeah she literally <laughs> her and amy adams are twins uh whenever yeah. i see either of them in a movie i don't know which one of them it is um I literally thought that I was like, "Oh, it's weird that Amy Adams is in this movie when she was in Enchanted, and they had such similar <laughs> plot lines." And it's like, "Nope, yep. different actress. They just look <laughs> very similar to me." I'm sorry, Isla Fisher yep. and Amy Adams, if you are listening, that I keep getting you confused. It's not. It's not. Your fault. I was like, "Why is Amy Adams in everything?" She's not. It's no. literally Isla Fisher. <laughs> it's two different people, in fact. It's two different people. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, we've got Gillian Bell as Eleanor as well. She was in 22 Jump Street. She's also been in Bob's Burgers, Archer, and the Christmas series, The Pole. Never heard of. No, Ooh. me either. Um, to be honest, when I saw it on her IMDb, my mind went in a different direction until yeah, I saw like, kind of pole. The, the titles of the episodes. And I was like, oh, no, it's a Christmas show. Okay, great. Excellent. Um, moving on. Then we've got <laughs> Jane Curtin as Moira. Um most famously, she's been part of the Third Rock from the Sun cast. She's also been in Coneheads, I Love You Man, The Good Wife, and Broad City. Um, I had my own isn't that moment um, because Jane Curtin, to me, looks so much like Michelle Pfeiffer. And every time she came on screen, she, I was like, she oh, kind of does. It's yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, that is literally just because she very much reminded me of Michelle Pfeiffer's Stardust character. Um, so, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, it's like what happened. I don't know why it happens, uh, Mm -hmm. but at a certain age, women stop being cast as princesses and start being cast as witches. Who can say? Truly, Mm -hmm. it's a mystery. She does look like Michelle Pfeiffer. She does, though, right? (laughs) Just like like Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, they should play um, sisters (laughs) in a movie. That would be great. I would watch the fuck out of that movie. A Nancy Myers movie where they just wear like turtlenecks the whole time. That'd be great. Yes. Yeah. Get Diane yes. Keaton in there for some reason. I don't know. <gasps> oh my God. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> Fantastic. That's a different film. Sorry. Come back for that next year. Um, 
Santiago uh, Cabrera was is Hugh Prince as well, and of course his name is mm-hmm. Prince naturally. Uh, he's been in things like Big Little Lies, the Transformers series, and he was also Isaac Mendez in Heroes. I don't know if you watched Heroes. Way oh back yeah, in the day. Heroes, that fantastic mm-hmm. one series show mm-hmm. that everybody loves. Was it one series? Three? It, was, it was more than one series but Maybe. people were like oh there's only one series it's like that's yeah. kind of you know it, anyway it's standard standard cult films uh cult yeah. tv series we've also got like a, a few other actors in here um that you'll re- literally recognize from like all of the stuff that they've been in because you're like oh it's that person from that thing um we've got artemis pepdani as duff she has been in like lots of stuff she was in agents of shield modern family it's always sunny in philadelphia and she also voiced a character in star trek laura dex um oh cool yeah then we've got utkarsh ambaktar as grant um he most recently has been in free guy with ryan reynolds but he's also been in a lot of other stuff um mostly things with mindy calling actually um like never have i ever um the mindy project and the simpsons never have i ever we actually talked about that earlier this season in our love hard episode because someone else was in never have i ever yeah tag tag from love hard Mm -hmm. so yeah uh, a lot of crossover with some netflix projects as well which is really cool and then finally another crazy ex-girlfriend cameo which i loved um we had stephanie weir as barb she was karen in crazy ex-girlfriend and karen was actually crazy great yeah that was fun um, I didn't actually do any research into the child actors. Instead, I just noted down their names so that we can remember who they are. Um, oh, great. You know, those, I did have a brief look into them and they've both been in various Disney productions as you would expect from Disney right, child yeah. actors anyway. I'm sure their names will become more and more well-known to us mm-hmm. throughout the years because I yeah. think they both did a really good job. So I was like, they did. Yeah, and like the the girl who plays Jane, um, she's a fantastic singer. So, you know, that she's really going to be at yeah. the top of any Disney casting list, to be honest. I'm sure there's going to be a Disney TV show in the mm-hmm. next two years where she will be the the primary yeah. um the the primary role mm-hmm. i can see that happening so 100% yeah um mm-hmm. because disney has a big old budget they managed to set the film and shoot it in boston um yeah. we've discussed this before very rarely happens but again disney has that kind of money that can close down cities mm-hmm. yeah they can just do whatever they want they own boston now they do did you hear the disney takeover <laughs> of boston start buying states and cities Ooh. interesting um yeah. there's no vanessa hudgens in this film and there is not bex very kindly did our christmas tree count yeah it was a really easy christmas tree count to do because there were no <laughs> christmas trees the, mm-hmm. the first christmas tree that you see is when she is being escorted out of the tv building mm. and it is on the side so at 21 minutes 50 we saw our first christmas tree mm-hmm. and i decided i'm not going to count the rest of them because there weren't really any mm-hmm. so one at 21 minutes 50 upsettingly yeah. low very 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 few trees yeah um I, th- I think i got about 20 minutes into the film as well before i realized it was supposed to be christmas <laughs> yeah it's like this so this is my this is my thing i'm gonna get mm. into it now okay so i i don't know whether this movie mm-hmm. really counts as a christmas movie fair it, it, it probably counts as, as a Christmas movie in the same way that Die Hard counts as a Christmas movie because it's mm. set in and around Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. And that does not... We we have established a set rule of criteria <laughs> that establish something as a Christmas movie yeah. and it doesn't really 
hit like mm-hmm. I, there's a lot of activities which i'm sure we'll talk about mm-hmm. but it doesn't really have trees mm-hmm. they the arbitrary christmas deadline is just like a christmas concert but that mm-hmm. could have been a concert mm-hmm. at any time of year like it literally is so irre- christmas is so irrelevant mm-hmm. to the plot of this movie to the structure of this movie to any <laughs> of the characters development in this movie that yeah. literally was like oh we want to make this godmother film oh it's going to come out in december we better put a fucking christmas tree in the corner Yes, and that is uh, is very, very fair. I mean, compared to what we talked about yesterday with Noel, which is actually very, very Christmassy despite being set in the desert, um, you can yeah. listen to that episode where you get your podcasts, um, elves. Um, it's interesting that these two came out in the same year, but Noel came out in November and this came out in December, whereas it probably would have been better had they swapped them around. Swapped him over. Um, because this is very good for gearing people up for the festive season. Like, I watched this before Thanksgiving, um, and it gave me some Christmas feels before I needed full Christmas feels. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think it was an interesting choice for this to come out in December as opposed to November. Um, there is not a lot of Christmas, and it's not central to the plot, whereas in Noel it obviously is, and in a lot of the other films that we have watched this year it is as well. Mm-hmm. Um I think, yeah, the reason that we have shoehorned this in or Bex has let me shoehorn this in <laughs> as nicely is because I really won't shut up about it. Um, but it's it it captures like yeah. the, the essential Christmas feeling. There's a different kind of love in this and it's... Yeah. Yeah, that that's kind of why we're There's reviewing all, yeah, it, right? I, that's the thing. It's not to say that mm-hmm. I didn't. I, I did really enjoy this movie, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it it's just a fairy tale movie. It's not really... Yeah. Um, I actually think they've done it a disservice by putting Christmas in it because now mm. they've made it kind of seasonal, but it doesn't need it didn't need to be at all. Um, so yeah, I think I I, I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll talk about other elements of it, but yeah, that was just my sort of gripe with it. Was I was like, <laughs> it doesn't really feel like a Christmas yeah. movie, which was kind of nice actually because I've watched a lot of fucking Christmas mm-hmm. movies this year, so it was kind of nice to watch something yeah. that wasn't really a Christmas <laughs> movie. But it's. Yeah, it's weird because mm-hmm. it's it, it reminded me a lot of Enchanted, which well, I've already mentioned mm. because Amy Adams is in Enchanted, which is like fairy tale character comes mm-hmm. to real world, has to deal with real world stuff. Yeah. And that's the kind of overarching premise. Obviously, Eleanor, who is mm-hmm. the fairy godmother in training, has had to deal with more you know stuff and she's got her own skills and magic and whatever. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it was very much in that same sort of category for me. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, Godmother does Christmas. Yeah, yeah. It is intriguing that they've decided to shoehorn Christmas in there. Maybe they got behind on production. It was supposed to come out like earlier yeah. in the year or something like that. Um, Maybe. Who, who knows? They took that extra time to CGI in some Christmas trees. Not really yeah. sure. Um, yeah, there, there are still a lot of activities in there that do count as Christmas activities. Like there's caroling, there's tree decorating. Like at one point a raccoon is putting up Christmas lights. It's a whole thing. Great. Um, there's the Christmas concert. There's some sledging. There's literally like wall-to-wall snow in this film. The moment she goes to the real world, there's just snow everywhere. Um, yeah. And then my favorite activity that I didn't know that I needed in my life was the exploding marshmallow hot chocolate. Oh yeah, that was great. I was like, I would drink the fuck out of that. Give me those marshmallows. <laughs> It looks really good, right? Um, it looks really good. Yeah. Like, Give me a bigger mug of that. Loads of marshmallows <laughs> and hot chocolate. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, this this film feels very much like like Noel, um, but also like The Night Before Christmas as well. It is a lot of watching someone navigate the real world when they 
have some completely different frames of references um yeah this film felt a bit darker actually for disney there were a lot of really adult jokes in this that i'm not even sure would go over kids heads yeah it was kind of it it was kind of weird because it didn't really feel like it was geared to a younger audience Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is strange because normally obviously disney you would expect it to be a movie for a younger audience but this like a kid's audience basically Mm -hmm. Um, not to say that it's not necessarily family film but like noelle felt very geared towards everyone could watch this Mm -hmm. whereas this like you know, there was some tragedy in there. There was mm-hmm. a lot of, there was like a, ba- a kind of weird relationship between her and her daughter. Like mm-hmm. normally in a Disney movie, and I think obviously what it ended up as is being like, she um, she came to help Mackenzie and then Mackenzie's mm-hmm. all grown up. But it turns out actually she's really Jane's fairy godmother. Mm-hmm. Like that's who, mm-hmm. she, that's who she actually is. And it's like, you know, your fairy godmother needs to be with kids. And it kind of mm-hmm. should have been geared towards the kids. Like, I think mm-hmm. this would have been mm-hmm. a really great, like, I think if she had shown up like at their house, right? Mm-hmm. Because she's a fucking fairy. She doesn't need to navigate maps, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, she should be able to just like fly to the thing. Um, if she's shown up at the house and then was like, and then Jane was like, yeah, I'm Mackenzie. Sure. Uh, oh, I really want you to help yes. my mom though. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, did it that way. And it was kind of like, cause then it's, then it's the kind of Disney movie, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like Jane is like, or, or even Mia's the younger sister was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm Mackenzie. Da, 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 da. And like got, and was like, oh, I'm not really interested in that boy anymore, but you can help me out with mm-hmm. my sister who's doing this play and blah, blah, my mom, but you need to stay really quiet. Shh, uh, no one can see you. Mm-hmm. And then it's like this six-year-old trying to hide this fairy in her house and blah, blah, blah. And it's, I don't know, it's kind of was weird to be geared that she was an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, obviously the other thing as well is like this movie is about the difference between the fairy tale love mm-hmm. and the the romance in a fairy tale world you get a gown and you go to a party and then you fall mm-hmm. in love and get married forever and it's like oh my god can you imagine if you got gown went to a party then married the dude from that party <laughs> that you went to i think of a lot of parties that i went to and a lot of dudes i met at those parties i am very glad i'm not mm. marrying any of them um <laughs> You know what I mean? So it, it's like, I kind of get that obviously they need to modernize it because that's the premise, right? It's that, yeah. you know, it's not, that doesn't work in the real world. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. That's a fairy tale. I just wish it had been geared towards the kids more than the adults because it was just a bit kind of odd. Yeah, it it starts out looking very much like it's going to be a rom-com. And I think that's the thing. And it's what I said yesterday in the Noel episode as well, that Disney is really trying to play with their classic tropes um and they're really trying to figure out how to modernize and how to also like make things more progressive and inclusive and diverse and all of the you know the the stuff that should just be happening to be more representative of the world as it actually is um but yeah like it it starts off as a rom-com and you kind of think that eleanor's going to turn up um you know and then when we find out that Mackenzie is fully grown the expectation then is that she sets Mackenzie up with her co-worker whose name just happens to be Prince. To be Prince, Like, yeah. you know, as if the fates have aligned and, like, everything is going to be perfect from this moment onwards. Um, yeah. Especially because Mackenzie has the tragic backstory where her husband has passed away, but she 
that doesn't really become clear to start with. No, um, she kind of really phrases it mm-hmm. that her husband left her. Right. She seems like mm-hmm. really bitter about it and really mad. And obviously, you mm-hmm. know, it's mm-hmm. totally fair to be bitter and mad about your husband who passed away. Like, yeah. that's a shitty situation. But like, she kind of like, it was really weird because it was mm-hmm. like she was blaming him. Yeah. But it was like clearly an accident. Like, no one goes out to do that intentionally. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, uh, so that yeah. was ick. That it was, was a bit like, uh. Yeah, it was confusing. It was really confusing because, like, that really put tension on her relationship with her children. Uh, yeah. Which, you know, like, you've got to have these kind of bigger, high-stakes conflicts so that when the payoff does come, it actually makes an impact. And it, it does. Because, like, yeah, she's really bitter about the fact that her husband has, has died. Grief looks very different for different people. And that's, yeah. that's the thing that we've revisited many times over this season anyway. Um, yeah. But... The thing is, Mackenzie's grief is so big that everybody else's grief is pushed aside. And yeah. the payoff comes when Jane tries to talk about her dad and then she finally gets the nod that she can. Uh, because Mia also mentions the fact that they don't talk about the dad anymore about like because otherwise mm-hmm. people get upset. And you're like, yeah, people do get upset. But when you've got kids and they've lost a parent, mm-hmm. surely you should be able to talk to them about that parent. Yeah, it's like you, you know. have a responsibility as mm-hmm. a parent of young children to mm-hmm. help facilitate their conversations. Mm-hmm. And if that's something that you as an individual are not ready for mm-hmm. and cannot really process, then there still needs to be a channel for mm-hmm. them to have those conversations, whether that is yeah. a professional therapist, which we recommend a lot of the time, <laughs> uh, you know, a professional or, you know, mm-hmm. even but even just having that honest communication with your children being like, yeah. I, I completely understand that you want to talk about this and, and I think that we will. But mm-hmm. right now, I can't talk about it because I'm still really sad and like yeah. it, it's it makes it very difficult and obviously I want you to be able to talk mm-hmm. to me and we will talk about this but just not right now or like when it, or you know something like that rather than just being like no you can't mention yeah. it yeah and it means that obviously because she is feeling so much grief and anger and and anguish and like bitterness about everything that it's it's affecting every other element of her life like yeah. she stops enjoying her job because she doesn't want to deal with that she doesn't like she just works there because it's a paycheck like she mm-hmm. doesn't she keeps being late she never sees her kids like she's relying on other people to kind of help raise them which is always good you know it takes a village like that's how it that's how it's good um Mm-hmm. yeah it's just uh, yeah it, it starts out very I'm glad bleak. Eleanor shows up to be like I'm cheerful hooray yeah. I was like oh my god we really need you in this movie like fuck come over here come this way and be dumb um mm-hmm. no it was great like yeah so aside from like the fact that it starts out really dark it does start out very much in classic rom-com fashion which is unexpected for Disney they do bring it back around with the humor which is really nice and Eleanor is a great balance and I think the chemistry between Gillian Bell and Isla Fisher was great um you know if if I want to bring it back to something actually positive that I fucking loved and was felt like a minor detail but I was like yes I love the fact that Eleanor's dress has pockets and they're really big oh my God, pockets huge pockets right? she puts books in there she puts like so it's the like dream. she's magic her pockets should be able to fit every fucking thing in the world in there uh-huh. because that what's the point in having magic if you can't fucking carry shit easily you, mm-hmm. you know it's like that Hermione Granger's uh, bag from Harry mm-hmm. Potter that like bag of holding thing where you just have a bag that you can just Mary Poppins' bag yeah. like that's what you that's all women are like oh my god I really want that but to mm-hmm. actually have like this beautiful fancy dress mm-hmm. that she has that's like very structured and like nice and pretty but also like hella mm-hmm. functional I'm like yeah yes bitch well that's what a godmother should have right like she's supposed to be there to help you so like she needs stuff at hand pockets 
what a perfect pockets. way to solve that problem and I know, crazy deep pockets right um so yeah i love that and then jillian bell is fantastic i mean isla fisher does have her comedic moments in this film as well but jillian bell just has great timing great delivery like you know when she goes into the real world and she tries to make herself a carriage out of pumpkins and instead of that happening a field of pumpkins explodes explodes. yeah (laughs) and she has to hitchhike to boston the hitchhiking scene is probably one of my favorite ones like when they find her sleeping at the side of the road i was like that is exactly what sir cole would do and that's that's, it was very like i was like oh cool (laughs) jeffrey and jeffrey and eleanor bff (gasps) disney crossover with mpca where like eleanor can be the old crone before she's an old crone yes Yes. i mean everyone else was a fucking old crone in this movie like (laughs) all the other godmothers but yeah anyway um yeah so the you know eleanor gets to the real world and she tries to solve her problem by creating a pumpkin doesn't go very well so she hitchhikes um eventually she's done with the road and she decides to take a nap at the side of it under a tree as you would in like fairy tale land because that'd be safe right but um a trucker shows up and a female trucker as well no less yep. which is a rarity i feel um and asks her how she's doing and you know there's it's like what's going on are you on drugs <laughs> like what's happening yeah um and then takes her across country to boston which is obviously where she wants to go and it's that classic like fairy tale everything pans out thing in a real world setting because like obviously hitchhiking is famously not particularly great way to get murdered right like and also getting into trucks with people it's also you know a good way to die um yeah but this turns it on its head i'll let it snow review (laughs) i mean no one dies in it but i just mean that there's a there's a moment where they have a conversation anyway oh i didn't mean it like that (laughs) uh but yeah they have another conversation where they're like this isn't like the safest thing that you could do and maybe you should consider you know, being a bit more aware of your surroundings, which yeah. is it's something that is revisited with Eleanor multiple times over. But again, yeah. she's a fairy tale character. Everything works out for her anyway. That is not what the real world looks like. So to yeah. any young women listening to the podcast, please do not get into trucks with random strangers. It's probably a really bad idea. Yeah. You know, just be safe and don't take naps under trees. You deserve at the side of the better. <laughs> yeah. Just, just be safe. Um, you deserve a better world than the one that we have, and we're very sorry, but please be safe as possible. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, you know, it's, again, it's that Disney thing of playing on the kindness of strangers as well. Because when Eleanor does make it to Boston, the the trucker gives her her like a coat that is actually quite warm. Because Eleanor's also thrown off her cloak as if expecting it to follow her. <laughs> like, yeah, that was wild. <laughs> it's like, that was really weird. I don't, know, I don't know why she's done that, but that's fine. Put it in your pocket, Eleanor. They're huge. Yeah, you got so much space. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's a lot of like really endearing moments that Eleanor has with everybody in the cast. Um, yeah, you know she does eventually reveal herself to be essentially the family's godmother, not even just Jane's godmother. Yeah. She is their whole family's she, little, Yeah, she is like, know, like to, to actually, yeah. And I, and I think that's like the message that they leave with at the end is like, forget happily ever after, just live happily. And right? I think that is really lovely and beautiful because like, you mm-hmm. know, there, there's a lot of pressure that is mm-hmm. put on 
particularly young people mm-hmm. from a very early age, maybe the age of like 14, mm-hmm. to know what you want to do when you're older. Okay, pick the subjects that are going to help you get the career that you want. And you're mm-hmm. like 14 years old. You've never even been stepped foot into a fucking office before. Mm-hmm. And you're meant to know what you want to do and how it's going to do it. And you're meant to make these choices that are going to affect the rest of your life. And ultimately, spoiler mm-hmm. alert, didn't really affect it that much. Uni obviously <laughs> affects it a bit more, but like... You know, no one really cares what GCSEs you did. Just do some. Like, do what subjects you like. And that's really yeah. all that you need to do. Um, But there is a lot of pressure on, like, okay, go to school, get good grades, go to uni, meet someone, get a good job, get married, buy a house, blah, blah, blah. Like, and do all of these things in a particular way. Mm-hmm. And that's not, like, I don't know anyone who's really done that, like, in, in that way. You know, in, in that mm-hmm. kind of order. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of crazy to to think that we're still putting pressure on that and mm-hmm. it's really nice to kind of have that message of like okay well it doesn't really matter if your life isn't fairy tale because it's not about living happily ever after it's just yeah. about enjoying the time that you have on this earth and i think that mm-hmm. is a, a much nicer mm-hmm. more grounded more real message mm-hmm. um for everyone yeah. no it is and like i love the fact that disney's like balancing darker themes or like more i don't know profound philosophical themes with humor and like it's there's something very nice in the storytelling that they're doing now and trying to actually reflect what the world looks like um what people need to hear especially given the situation that we're obviously living through at the moment um Mm -hmm. you know like eleanor is incredibly brave she's like incredibly kind um she obviously has her flaws like she is a massive glutton um i've never seen somebody enjoy so much food um it's a rarity to watch people eat in these films so i was like yeah you get it um you eat all of that i was like that looks delicious i wish i was there pigging out on all this seafood with you oh a thousand percent and i love seafood i see food i eat it (laughs) don't we all don't we all um (laughs) But yeah, like, you know, she she takes Jane out um, and instead of, you know, making Jane sing by herself, Eleanor starts singing and then, then Mia joins in and then a few people join in around and then Jane starts to sing and feels a bit braver. But it is just incredibly nice to see somebody selflessly put themselves out there to support somebody else. And like, yeah, you know, that's what a lot of this film is. Mackenzie is kind of like... <laughs> Mackenzie is both the protagonist and kind of the villain in this because she's so down on Jane like all the time and yeah it's it's hard to watch right so yeah she's so concerned so Jane's big Mm -hmm. thing is that she gets stage fright right she's Mm -hmm. a fantastic singer like a wonderful vocalist she can play guitar Mm -hmm. all of that and they really want her to do this solo and she she seems to want to do it but really it's like the stress from her mom is the mm-hmm. thing that's making her not want to do it the most because her mom saw has seen her in like previous years mm-hmm. get anxious she's like got rashes thrown up on stage so i like totally understand from that mom perspective you want to protect your kid you want to mm-hmm. be like oh you know mm, but you need to be encouraging like it's, mm-hmm. it's that thing of like she's never going to get over it if you forever install that fear mm-hmm. into her that she will never be able to yeah. so it, it is it does become like that difficulty and it is hard to watch because mm-hmm. Mackenzie is so self-centered mm-hmm. that but she has children so it mm-hmm. becomes like that very like and obviously you need to take time to mm-hmm. appreciate yourself and like eleanor literally says to her like go out when was the last time you did something for you i can look after two teenagers like two mm-hmm. kids for like an hour like go get your head on go shopping like go and 
just spend some time like actually looking after yourself Mm -hmm. and it's really mean because later on in the movie obviously they like they're kind of eleanor's understanding is that she's only going to be able to help and save the motherland from closure Mm -hmm. and stop herself from becoming a tooth fairy if she creates this happily ever after Mm -hmm. scenario as per the books but that doesn't really apply and obviously Mm -hmm. you know a big thing of her in this movie is is recounting that but i don't think she really does like i feel like they really shoehorn that love story in with her and hugh prince like uh, I, I really feel or like maybe later yeah. on where she like puts the gown on her and stuff like that and then mm-hmm. eleanor and mac have that like big blowout it's like mm-hmm. you know I, I really feel like eleanor's it's not really within eleanor's character to not care about what mac wanted because she cares mm-hmm. about everyone else and what they want so much mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's just kind of confusing i think it was like it was more a device to show that mackenzie could reject the happily ever after with a man and make her own happily ever after and it didn't feel completely necessary for them to have the stuff at the party because she could have gone hung out with hugh you know maybe there could have been a near kiss as there usually is in these romantic comedies and that would have been the moment where she herself could have been like I'm like starting to enjoy life again but I'm just not ready for this like you know she could be like I I do like you but I'm not there like like, we work together it's very mm -hmm. complicated I'm still trying to reestablish my relationship with my daughters who I've ignored for two years so like they have to be my priority Mm -hmm. and I think that's totally reasonable and fair and this is Mm -hmm. a a great theme that we've had this year is that romantic love and uh, like you can have a rom-com without it being Mm -hmm. about romantic love between two individuals love yeah. is far more complicated than that it mm-hmm. could be love for your child or your mm-hmm. part like a, a parent or whatever the fuck um but there's other like your friendship love and mm-hmm. all of that is just as valid and just as meaningful and just as necessary as having a part person who you love yeah absolutely and i think that is kind of one of the overarching themes of this season that we've managed to uphold as well is like yeah you don't need to have another half to make you whole you don't need a man (laughs) like yeah you're you're already whole and that's that's very much what it is and it is like this film is very healing um you know the family is healed Mackenzie is healing better well Mm -hmm. yeah actually I take that back the family is not healed but they are also healing as well um you know and they are on a good journey together as a team exactly it's it's bringing people back together which is something that like we didn't get in for example necessarily my dad's christmas day um yeah you know this feels very similar to that in a lot of ways um minus the haunting um and stuff but i'm glad that wasn't in this jesus right but yeah there's enough going on in this we didn't need a haunting (laughs) but it was great like it was a really joyful film um I, i completely agree with you now that we've discussed it further it's not necessarily a christmas film but i do feel like it is good for the festive spirit because yeah it does all the things that a classic christmas rom-com does it centers love it brings people on a journey and then we have the big happy conclusion where people realize the true meaning of christmas or love um and that's kind of yeah why it's here it leaves it it ends the movie satisfactorily Mm -hmm 
but still giving sort of more options. I mm-hmm. I want to just sort of as as we're sort of finishing up, there was a really lovely animation yeah. at the end where she is training new fairy godmothers, yes. and it's like get it's mm-hmm. it's the changing of the book of the joy of fairy godmothering and mm-hmm. that focus going from living happily ever after to living happily. And there's all mm-hmm. these like kids that are training to be a fairy godmother, and mm-hmm. they're all different ethnicities. And there's a boy in a fairy godmother outfit, oh, and I was like, this is so beautiful, <laughs> and I absolutely loved it. And I was like, <laughs> I just wish the whole thing had been animated, to be honest. I fucking love animation. Mm. So that mm. would have been great. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, there's always been magic in Disney movies. And like mm-hmm. it, the news really made me laugh. Like the news channel was so yes. stupid and like very American <laughs> where they're like literally reporting on bullshit. Um, I love that they, li- they use the kids drawing for like the wanted they like, bits. Yeah, they were like, <laughs> so the suspects are viewed as being, and it's like, a picture of her and a raccoon <laughs> like drawn by a child i was like that is hilarious and then like the newscaster yeah. is there like more with us at eight like <laughs> we can't be trying to take it seriously but so yeah good. it's really funny it's that like mm-hmm. i think it's kind of a commentary on fox news which is really funny because yeah. disney owned fox so they could actually change it but they don't um but yeah it's, it's like kind of feels like a, a commentary mm-hmm. on on these sort of yeah lesser than truth news channels yeah absolutely i mean that's that's very much what it was the news channel was great i mean if we're gonna round out with like one little tiny thing uh speaking of raccoons gary was a joy poor gary Gary was a joy gary was great gary's a raccoon um that eleanor essentially enchants to help (laughs) mackenzie with the housework and stuff and gary's a scamp he loves to chew on stuff he caused a blackout (laughs) in fact caused two caused two blackouts um but yeah, it, it's just, it's a classic Disney film with animals that kind of understand and do human things. Uh, I mean, at one point, Eleanor transforms their dog into a pig, but it turns out she didn't. Didn't transform. And then there's also uh, the dog. So I was yeah. like, who's the pig? <laughs> yeah, who is the pig? Um, you know, it's just, it's very, it's joyful. And yeah. it would be nice to sit and watch on, on Christmas Eve if you wanted to be cheerful i think yeah if you want to be cheerful but mm-hmm. you're kind of not looking for a christmas overdose i suppose this is a really good one for mm-hmm. that um but yeah i just i mm. wish i can't give it i, I can't give it a five out of five i know you no. really enjoyed it i just mm-hmm. can't give it five out of five because it just isn't festive enough i might give it a 3.5 okay okay yeah well i would say like there's no vanessa four. hudgens mm-hmm. and it's not very christmassy so <laughs> i'm gonna go for 3.5 cool uh, yeah i think four is is pretty good there's no vanessa hudgens so they have to lose like some points yeah. um and yeah actually you know talking to you about it there's a little bit more points for the lack of festivities mm-hmm. but could have been more joy. festive disney yeah. or less festive could it either <laughs> just just this awkward middle ground um what since this is our our final episode i mm-hmm. want to ask you Naomi, what is your favorite movie that we watched this year and discussed on the podcast do you know what i'm gonna go with love hard do you think i think love hard is pretty good i'm gonna Mm -hmm. put i'm gonna go with single all the way i think that's gonna go into my christmas rotation Mm -hmm. single Mm -hmm. all the way was and is excellent to be fair it is really good yeah those are my two favorites this year Mm -hmm. i think so yeah Yeah, i think so too oh what's your least favorite that we watched Oh my god! Uh, probably happy I think I'm gonna season. S- 
Oh yeah, I might go either my dad's Christmas date, which was pretty bleak and terrible, mm. or holiday, which I just really didn't Ooh, enjoy. Yeah, you were not Ooh. into holidays in, in no. anyway. Although that was pretty terrible, and I struggled oh, to watch it for a Easter second scene. time. That used to see that. Really good. Anyway. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us this season. Um, this is our final episode, as Bex has already said. So if you don't mind, we'll give you some little thank yous again. I know we did that in our Netflix episode, but a big thank you to you, Bex, for coming back to host with me again this year. Hopefully, we huh. will be back next year, but because this we'll is a seasonal podcast, we'll have to check our <laughs> schedules and make sure we can do that. Um, you know second amazing thank you to Jingle Boy who has been editing us for two years now despite the fact that he does not love Christmas films (laughs) doesn't love Christmas films and doesn't get paid thank you Jingle Boy obviously huge thank you to you Naomi for doing so um, within our podcast I am a co-host and Naomi does literally everything else so thank you to Naomi for doing all of the hard work and the legwork and the research and putting stuff together and being so organised about it because I'm not Um, so I really appreciate you for that and thank you to our wonderful little elves who vote Mm -hmm. on our polls and and watch and obviously we've done some like Mm -hmm. personal shout outs um to, to yeah. folks in the past and we really appreciate your all your you getting into the the christmas spirit with us from mm-hmm. even earlier <laughs> from, from early than christmas and yeah. uh yeah have i missed is there anyone else we need to thank no i think that's that's no. it really i mean well, we could we could thank christmas i guess <laughs> thank you thank you to mpca <laughs> oh disney yes. And all the other production companies for making wonderful and not so wonderful Christmas movies. We Mm -hmm. uh, love to talk about them. Uh, Netflix, if you want to hire us, we're still available. Uh, Yeah, we want that night before Christmas too, please. please. We really do. Oh, Holy Night, it's going to be great. (laughs) So good. Anyway, um, you can't join us next week, but please go back and listen to our previous episode. Mm -hmm. You can still tweet at us, Instagram us, and otherwise, Mm -hmm. happy Christmas. Happy Christmas, Bex. <laughs> Happy Christmas, Amy. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. And please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Final plug of the season. Santa, I've been good this year. Thank you for listening to Jingle Bells. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It means a lot and makes a huge difference. You can find us online at Jingle Bells Pod or listen along on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or with your preferred podcast provider. None of them help.